the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Pastor Doyle Jackson from the church next door right here in Columbus. You know, hey, if you're looking for a church, you ought to come visit me. I'd love to see you this weekend. Um, By the way, Vince, uh, so how did we uh, avoid this shutdown? Oh, it was a great, lovely, bipartisan agreement where rainbows came together and and uh, everybody hugged and and it was not great. It was just kind of okay. Well, I didn't even know what happened. Yeah, it did. Once kinda... again, I don't have cable. That's right. So I didn't know what happened. You, but you... I was also at church. You know, the dove. The dove didn't come in. You didn't see the smoke signal. No. From over there in uh, whatever county that, that no, you're no. in, we didn't. We did not get the Pony Express. Yes, yes. Uh, notice, Jennifer. That... We missed that. We missed that telegram, honey. <laughs> we, did, we didn't know that the government uh, shutdown was avoided. But this is why I'm for radio. It does make it to rural America. So 98.9 makes it up to yes, where you are. Yes, okay, I can good. listen to the answer right there at home. That's solid. That's solid. You can also download the Answer app, but wait, that wouldn't work because you don't have the internet back where you, or barely have the internet. I have barely the internet. <laughs> you barely yeah. have a pulse. I'm just glad we don't have dial-up, but that was my other option. Do you remember? Do you remember uh, using dial-up? Like, I remember as a kid. Like, What do you re- mean, do you remember? I was there when it was invented. That's I'm how old I am. Like Al Gore, right? <laughs> that's I right. I invented the internet. That's right. Um, no, yeah. I, uh, I remember as a kid, like, when we first got on the internet, that it was just like, Dad was like, okay, uh, you, can, you, can, you can log online. Uh, and I remember writing, like, HTTP colon slash slash. You know, doing that and writing down like the websites and stuff like that because you used to have to get off the phone. To, That's right. To, to use the or internet, or you had to have a second phone line. That's right. That's right. That was it. Was it was it was fun. It was it was simpler times when you so, weren't accessible. So how, how did they pull the world okay. back together so it didn't fall apart? Okay, so um, all but one Democrat voted no to support the legislation, while ninety Republicans voted against it. And this is in the House. So the vote in the House was three thirty-five to ninety-one. Uh, the Senate passed the bill with um, uh, the vote was 88 to nine. Uh, and all of those nine votes were coming from the GOP. Then uh, interesting uh, makeup of uh, the no votes in the Senate. I'll read them off to you. You have Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee, Mike Braun from Indiana, Ted Cruz from Texas. Not not a huge surprise. Bill Haggerty from uh, Tennessee. Uh, Mike Lee, senator from Utah. Not also surprising. Roger Marshall, that sounds like a sheriff, Sheriff Marshall. Roger Marshall from Kansas, Rand Paul from Kentucky, Eric Schmidt from Missouri, and then one J.D. Vance from Ohio voted against the uh, new spending bill that will uh, keep the government funded for, I believe, the next 45 days. So right before Thanksgiving, we're going to have uh, some more drama. When is when is there not drama though? There's always there's always somebody trying to score some points in this in this uh, uh, fight for popularity that it seems like it 
always is occurring in Washington. Well, I, uh, I don't, I don't see it changing much between now and November. Well, uh, they're they're gonna, like I said off the air, it's kind of like a a couple that is constantly fighting. You know, they they have this abusive relationship, and that's what we that's what we have as a nation in Washington D.C. is an abusive relationship, and they don't know how to uh, work through, forgive, and actually look beyond their petty uh, differences. And uh, that's why we need to elect new people, and we need to pray for them. That's my Christian stance. I need to pray for them. But uh, it's actually why I think we have to look for Christian leaders. That's another discussion. Is it is it wrong to pray that somebody gets smoted? Is it imprecatory from, from a pastoral I, uh, standpoint? At I, what I, point? I believe, I believe you should not be praying for people to die. But I think no. You, what if I'm just asking? Like I just I just can't believe. Well, let me just. I'm just curious. Yeah. Like at what point? Not to put you on the spot, but to put That's you on the okay. spot, I guess. At what point is it okay to pray that maybe not that somebody dies? Like, because that's I, I'm not going to pray that anybody dies, nor do I think God would want me to pray that. But at what point? Because because there is such thing as like imprecatory, like like. Am I saying that right? Like, I mean, you're I, the pet. I don't I don't know what imprecatory means. Well, isn't it okay? Well, we have, hey the internet we have we have the internet in front of us here. Listen, this is this is what I would say. I think that what you want to pray is is they pray that God would rule, uh, and that He would remove people okay. that are impediments to uh, a peaceful way of life, a life that allows for us to uh, to serve Him, that we can get along with one another. I mean, the, the Scripture talks about a leadership that provides peace. Uh, so that the gospel can go out in in First Timothy, and so I think it's totally okay that to trust that God's going to remove somebody. Now I'm I'm not saying God smote them. I mean to say this so closely after Diane Feinstein passes away. Yes, yeah, I was more concerned that someone from the Democratic Party did something to her because she was blocking what they wanted them to do and. Uh. I don't know. She was she was kind of old, man. Well, I don't think I I think that very natural causes. Yes. Yeah, I would I, I would imagine. Uh, I think nature uh, ran its course there That's with right. Diane there. Yeah, nature. Uh, so 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 what I was gonna say, but but to go back to the imprecatory thing, uh, <laughs> according to dictionary dot com, to imprecate so imprecatory uh, uh, would be would be the noun. Uh, to invoke or call down evil or curses upon a person. Wow! See, so, clearly, I don't. I don't use that term. I don't know that term. I don't bring down curses on people. Well, that's so good. I'm, I'm glad I'm you're glad doing that. that. I'm not uh, using imprecatory speech on a regular basis. So, uh, although there are some lawmakers that do it quite often about their. Uh, counterparts on the other side well it's just again to go back to the debates earlier but i got to get to the thing that was left out of the uh the recent uh, spending bill to avoid a shutdown you know you just you just have these just you'll hear somebody in a debate like say something that's like so good and it's like yeah you're saying it. oh why'd you ruin it like that and somebody says like 
something to Vivek Ramaswamy, and it sounds like they're you know maybe making a halfway intelligent point, and then it goes and says, "Well, you just sound like Donald Duck." Like, what, what does that even mean? What, what, what does this even mean anymore? You know, there's just certain things where we just take a step back and be like, well, let's, "Let's just analyze that on its on its face." What is what is what does that even mean? Um, so what I, what I did want to mention though was um, Ukraine spending was left out of this uh, latest uh, spending bill. And uh, you think that's a good thing? Um, I think that we've invested a lot of money in Ukraine. And um, I think that, yes, they need to seriously reconsider how much we're spending on Ukraine. And uh, I think it's fine that they did not spend more money on Ukraine in this bill for right now. Well, it's, it's interesting because I was, um, in, uh, Pittsburgh a month or so ago. Uh, we saw, uh, Rod Stewart. Great show. Really cool. The guy sounds great. Good show. Like I said, um, and you know, every celebrity in a concert has that time where they make some sort of statement. And there was this uh, couple in front of us, and uh, Rod Stewart gets up, and we were in the uh, PPG Paints Arena where the uh, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, the the Penguins play uh, hockey. And so he goes, and he says, well, you know, I want to dedicate this song to the Ukraine and whatever, blah, blah, blah. This is a war we got to win and all this other stuff. So he goes over and, you know, has pictures of, you know, the war in the background, and at the very end, it's uh, their uh, their president, uh, and they show him up on the screen. Everybody's you know like yeah, but there was this couple in front of us who was just like flipping Rod Stewart off the whole oh, time, wow. and I was like, just you know, c- come on, just I want to enjoy the show. So I think the Ukraine thing is I probably want them to win, but surely their president can't be just the greatest thing since sliced bread. It can't be that extreme. It can't, well, can't they, be that way. They're spending money they don't have. They're yeah. spending our money. Well, we got a replacement for Diane Feinstein. We'll talk about that next year on the Bruce Hooley Show. you got Vince Tornado and Doyle Jackson. This is uh, Pastor Doyle Jackson, and I am in today for Bruce Hooley. And he's going to be with us in just a few minutes, so you want to hang on. He'll be here in 15 minutes. We're going to hear how Bruce is doing. I'm here with Vince Tornado, and he tells me he knows a potential replacement for Diane Feinstein. We're going to talk about Sober October in this next segment. So is it Larry Elder? No. No, Larry oh, Elder. Oh, come on. He's from California. He actually qualifies. No, it's not It's not going to be. You know, Bob Bernie is uh, from WRFT, 80 WRFT. He's from, from California, from Compton. And uh, he is not is not going to be the uh, the replacement for Diane Feinstein. So who are they rumoring? Okay, so so they're, they're rumoring, uh, and this is always talked about, Oprah is one. Oprah? Does she live in California? Uh, I guess we'll have to find out. Does Oprah live in California? I know she has a home in Telluride, and we're told she has one in Hawaii, right? That it was it it didn't burn, but everything else burned around it. Yeah, uh, she has. Uh, she's Montecito, California. So she is. Uh, she, she started in Nashville. When I did. grew up, she was on NBC Four. She was, you know, one of the anchors that would yeah. go out and do live. Uh, stuff. Really? I remember her. Yeah. You remember Oprah from way back in the day? 
I'm not old enough, but I do remember. Yeah, that's uh, that's cool. That's interesting. You never you ever think, you know, about uh, Pat folks. Sajak was Pat. on the same station. Really? Yep. Man. Yeah, if you wanted to make it in TV, apparently Nashville was the gig back in the the seventies and eighties at this NBC station. Um, okay, so Oprah's won, and they all. I feel like Oprah, like every, like she gonna run for president? Could she be a vice president? Like uh, that's that's one. Um, then the other, which kind of makes sense in a way, is uh, is she the, the former Duchess of Sussex? Is uh, Meghan no. Markle? That's another. That's another. Oh gosh. Okay. So, and the reason why this speculation. What, what experience does she have in she, in in law in 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 thinking about governance in in managing anything? I mean, I don't know. The bar is pretty low with politics in uh, in California. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So so do uh, you know the name uh, Gloria Steinem? Yes. Okay, so Gloria Steinem has apparently been taking Meghan Markle around to the parties with the who's who's to uh, to go and uh, kind of get her plugged into the social political pipeline. Well, why don't they put Gloria Steinem in for Diane? I uh, mean... She's about, she's just a couple years younger than Diane, so well, the turnaround the, time might be a little tight on that people one. People might not even notice that anything has changed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're both wrinkly. They're both old. <laughs> you know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah. So right now it's Oprah Winfrey and uh, Meghan Markle, the two replacements. Uh, there's also. But wasn't, I mean, wasn't our vice president Kamala, the yeah. senator from California? Yeah. She. Uh, do you think she? They could. Th- you, so, you had an interesting theory. Did you share? So so, um, what if she's decided that Washington isn't uh, as much fun? You know, as VP, she'd rather go back and be the senator from California. They could just hand it to her. Yeah. And then she would run as the incumbent and she would get her spot back easily. And then that opens up the VP slot for Gavin Newsom. Hey, that's 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 an interesting theory. Although I think I still think that they 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 know that he is uh, Gavin Newsom. I still think is is too far left for most of the country. I don't know what you think, but I feel like he he still is. Uh, uh, I I have no reason to, to to desire Gavin Newsom as a leader of our nation. Uh, I, I I mean, th- there's nothing about him that I find uh, that he's done well in California that he would do all over our nation. No, I, I don't know. His hair is pretty good. He's got pretty good hair. Although he kind of looks like a Marvel villain, it's all villain. product. It's all hair product. Yeah, he 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 he's got a nice do. So at least he's got that going for him. Uh, he needs to stay away from flames. Flames. <laughs> That's right. He's got too much. Uh, what is he it? He should Aquanet? not come. He should not come to Christmas Eve candlelight service. It could be dangerous. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, I'm just saying he could catch fire. That's, I, I, that's, I know. That's one of the worries that we have. <laughs> Got to be concerned in the for church his world. That's right. There was one time. You call that a hair on fire moment. That's right. You, you really, you, there's a really quick way to start praying. It's when your hair lights on fire. So let me ask you, have you ever heard of Sober October? Uh, I've, I've heard of No Shave this, November, but not the but Sober October. No Shave November. I'm, I'm aware of that one. I have never heard of Sober October. And yesterday, for some reason, I did open up my phone and I thought, I better look at what's on the news if I'm going to fill in for Bruce tomorrow. And so um, 
And this was like at the top of my feed. And, and this guy, uh, Jamal Polson, uh, he, he shared a personal essay on how he did Sober October last year, and it it went for the whole year. Mm-hmm. He had such a good experience, I guess. And what he found out, it, it was interesting to me, he realized that alcohol wasn't his problem. There were other things that were his problem. Mm. He said that alcohol was masking it. And and this article, I, I wanted to see, well, where else was it? Well, it popped up all over the place. People were sharing it big time. Interesting. And I wonder, what could we do to get Sober October to take off? I'm, I'm sure Bud Light does not want to hear about that. They've already had enough people avoid their product. They don't want Sober October to take on for them. But I think it would be really good for the whole nation to take the month of October off uh, in terms of alcohol. But that's been my life experience. I've never really drank. It's not part of who I am ever. It, it generally doesn't taste good for me. You know, it, it generally is one of those things where I'm just like, uh, eh, no fun. Uh, and plus, I and you know me, um, I am somebody who uh, follows all the Mountain Dew flavors, which, by the way, Mountain Dew Voodoo yeah, but can, is out. So could we get you to give up Mountain Dew for the month of October? I've done it. As a sign of support. For Sober October? Yeah. I mean... What if we got other people who said, listen, I, I don't drink, but I'm going to give up, I don't know, cheesecake for the month of October, you know, or give up coffee for the month of October to to go along. I mean, that could be a revolution in America if people would well look less to chemicals to uh, flatten out their their life and their their aims. Well, if it came to like giving up Taco Bell for a month, I'm out. I'm not. I'm not doing that. The, the cheesy gordita crunch is the way to go, dude. I there's so much I could give up. I, 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 I'm, I can't even think of something I couldn't give up. You know. Yeah, I think uh, it's 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 one of those things where you know, and this is something that actually kind of struck me a while ago when I was uh, listening to the radio, um, and the pastor on the radio said that. You know, if you are chained to something, maybe it wasn't a radio, but either way, it was a great wisdom. If you are chained to something and you, no matter what it is, whether it be booze, whether it be Taco Bell or Mountain Dew or whatever it is, if you are chained to that thing, you would think, okay, oh man, I can enjoy it as much as I want. Well, no, that's not freedom because you're, you're chained to it. You know, but if you can exercise personal freedom from yeah. something, and you can actually say, no, I'm not going to take part in this, or I am going to you know, do Sober October and not take part in alcohol consumption, then that in itself is actually freedom. Self-control is freedom. Yeah, and a lot of people don't see it that way. No, they, they feel like, you know, it's, it's legalism or something. Yeah, well, 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 it ain't. There's, uh, there's a lot of good wisdom in that, so uh, props to the folks doing Sober October and... Uh, Maybe I'll back off the cheesy gordita crunches yeah. and uh, support you there. We've got the familiar voice coming your way here on 98.9 The Answer. Going to get an update, some great commentary, some wisdom from the man Bruce Hooley. He'll be here at 12.05. That's Doyle Jackson. I'm Vince Tornado. You're listening to 98.9 The Answer. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.